as I was praying about what the Lord would have me share and bring from his word, he led me to this passage, Acts 11, and it just, as, as, as we're coming upon our, our 65th anniversary, I couldn't help but see our church in this passage, as this passage speaks of a, 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 an early church of the New Testament that was founded in Antioch, the church in Antioch. And so I, I just decided to call it Antioch Bible Church because I see a lot of us in this church. And you'll see why in just a moment here. You know, we're going to see here in our text an example of an impressive church. You know, huge growth. Uh, in fact, three times Luke writing here underscores the, the phrase large numbers. So the Holy Spirit was doing a tremendous work. People were getting saved. But the reason this church experienced such remarkable growth was not that the leaders employed the latest growth principles, you know, as we see today. They didn't study the demographics of Antioch like people do today who are trying to plant churches and come up with a strategy to market the church to the masses. No, we're going to see a reason why this church was blessed. And I think we have similarities to why God blessed over 65 years Jonestown Bible Church. Yes, you can build a big church using the, you know, the, the marketing techniques and all that, uh, but many times uh, there's something lacking. And it all depends on what that church has been founded on and what it continues to do as to whether or not it's truly being blessed of God. So we come to Acts chapter 11, and we're going to look at verses 19 to 26. 19 to 26 here. So let's look with me together at 19 and 20. So then... Those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose in connection with Stephen made their way to Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except to the Jews alone. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch And look what they did. They began speaking to the Greeks also, not just the Jews. They began speaking to the Greeks also, and here's the key, preaching the Lord Jesus. Preaching the Lord Jesus. Antioch Bible Church, one of the first reasons it was blessed by God was because Jesus was preached. That was the number one thing. Jesus was preached. The gospel went forth. And who brought the gospel? We see it right there in verse 19. It was believers who had suddenly scattered everywhere because suddenly persecution 
suddenly persecution got so strong and uh, it started with the death of Stephen, the stoning of Stephen. And then suddenly everybody said, all right, let's go get the Christians. And it was a free for all. And of course, Saul was part of that. And uh, of course, then he had the, the uh, experience on the Damascus road and was saved. But, but everybody scattered. But God had a purpose in the persecution. And it's amazing how you see over time, over the centuries, that the, the church seemed to grow the, the strongest when there was persecution uh, against Christians. And this is exactly what happened. And this is why the church at Antioch was founded. Because the persecuted Christians, many of them were looking for a place to live, a place to start over, came to Antioch. But what did they do? They didn't just say, okay, let's, I'm going to start a business here. I wonder what kind of business that we can do. No, they pre- began to preach Jesus. And what's interesting about this is they were ordinary people. These weren't the full-time missionaries or, or the, the full-time pastors that, that had come and full-time evangelists to come in and preach on the street corner. No, we don't see that at all here. What's remarkable about the feature of this church and how it started is that it was started by unnamed men, these scattered, persecuted Christians. We don't see any names in here, but what did they do? They came bringing the gospel, not just to the Jew, but also to the Gentile. Now, notice uh, there at the, uh, uh, in verse 19, the end of verse 19, it said, They made their way to Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except to Jews alone. You see that word speaking there? The Greek word there for that, for speaking, is the word used in the Greek for normal conversation. In other words, that word was not used for someone who was getting in front of a, 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 a public place and like Peter preaching on the day of Pentecost. That's not what this word speaking means. It's not preaching, but it's speaking. And this has in the Greek the idea of one-on-one. One-on-one sharing their faith. And that's how it started. How wonderful it is. And that's how, as I look at Jonestown Bible Church, that's how it started with Pastor George Atkins and Betty. And as they began to minister, and George, from all that I've known of him, he was just an ordinary guy. An ordinary man. He didn't have all the degrees on the wall, did he? He didn't have that doctorate in front of his name, but God called him, and he had a burden and a heart for souls. And so therefore, he reached out to the servicemen and women and began to bring the gospel to them, much like these men did in Antioch. And what happened? God began to bless him and Betty, began to bless the ministry at the gospel center, and then began to bless 
by bringing the church over here. And then, of course, through the fire. And then we have this building. But for 65 years, God was, ha- was blessing. Why? First of all, because Jesus was preached. And that's what Pastor George cared about. Preaching Jesus. And again, as I mentioned before, behind this pulpit here is this metal sign that Pastor George put on the pulpit and just says, Sir, we would see Jesus. We would see Jesus. And that's what Pastor George was all about, that the world may see who Jesus is and that anyone coming in through those doors would hear the gospel. So Antioch Bible Church was blessed because Jesus was preached there. But let's look at another one. Another reason for the blessing. Verse 21. Look with me at verse 21. And the hand of the Lord was with them. And a large number who believed turned to the Lord. There's that phrase, large number. But I think the key words in verse 21, of course, are at the beginning. And the hand of the Lord was with them. Antioch Bible Church was blessed because the hand of the Lord was with them. Why was the hand of the Lord with them? Because they were preaching Jesus. And if, if a church begins and people begin to preach Jesus, God begins to do something. His hand is upon that ministry. And so it was 65 years ago. God had his hand on Jonestown Bible Church and Pastor George and all the, the elders and deacons and all, everyone who pitched in and became part of this ministry over those years. The hand of the Lord rested upon this church and continued to rest upon it because of the preaching of the gospel. We preach Jesus Christ, him crucified and resurrected. And you can usually tell if, uh, if the hand of the Lord is on a church. And again, we don't view success in a church by numbers only. Because that's the way the world does it. We, you know, we always look at the bottom line, the numbers. Yes, increase is, is wonderful. But who brings the increase, as Paul said? God does, right? We plant, we water, but God br- brings the increase. And if a church is to grow, if it's to grow the right way, it's going to go through the ministry of the gospel, and then God's hand will be upon that church and bless it. But look at the third one here. Then we come down to verse 22. And the news about them reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem. And they sent Barnabas off to Antioch. Then when he had come and witnessed the grace of God, he rejoiced and began to encourage them all with resolute heart to remain true to the Lord. Verse 24, for he was a good man and full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. 
and considerable numbers were brought to the Lord. Note here what happened. God's hand was upon this little church that started to grow. But what God was doing was so remarkable. See, Gentiles were getting saved, not just Jews. And so, verse 22, the news about them, the church, and Jews and Gentiles being saved, the news about them reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem. Now, remember, the church at Jerusalem was the mother church. And so, they were the ones kind of overseeing any other churches that would, would be considered Christian. And no doubt there was a red flag that went up. They began hearing this news about Antioch and that uh, something's happening over there. But they didn't send anybody over there. No one from Jerusalem, the church of Jerusalem, went over there to start a church or to bring the gospel. So they're wondering what in the world is going on. And some, some of the circumcision, I'm sure, were concerned. I hear that uh, Gentiles are eating with Jews. You know, that was a big problem at this point in the early church. Gentiles and Jews suddenly fellowshipping together, eating together, because they were, they were, uh, you had saved Gentiles and saved Jews. And so the, the church said, we need to send somebody to check this out. And so they sent a guy named Barnabas. And of course, we all know about Barnabas and how beautiful it is what's written about him. It sent, sent Barnabas off to Antioch. But verse 24, for he was a good man of, and full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And of, uh, of course, most of you know what the name Barnabas means, right? Someone tell me. Yes, thank you. Son of encouragement. What an appropriate name because that's exactly what he came to to do when he saw what was going on. Look at verse 23. Then when he had come and witnessed the grace of God, he rejoiced and began to encourage them, the new believers, this new church, encourage them all with resolute heart to remain true to the Lord. Barnabas came, and he was an eyewitness of this. And what did he witness? The grace of God. The grace of God. And notice, once he witnessed the grace of God, it says, Luke writes, he rejoiced. He rejoiced. The third reason God blessed Antioch Bible Church And I believe the same reason he has blessed Jonestown Bible Church is because the grace of God was witnessed by others. Barnabas came and saw the work of the Holy Spirit, and he knew it was nothing else but the work of the Holy Spirit. Man could not take credit for this. This was all the work of God, and he saw the grace of God at work in the hearts and lives of these people, and he rejoiced. And so it is uh, uh, when you look at Jonestown Bible Church over the years, people 
who have entered these doors and have come and been part of the ministries, maybe an outreach we had, or they come for a Sunday service or Wednesday night, whatever it is, they have experienced and witnessed the grace of God here. We don't, we, we, we don't put up barriers. We've never put up barriers and says, well, you've got to be a certain way in order for you to fellowship with us, in order for you to come in, because then we wouldn't be able to reach them with the gospel of grace. But how wonderful it is to see that it was the grace of God. And remember, this is Barnabas was coming because he was sent by the, the church because he wanted to know this mixing of Jews and Gentiles. It was a new thing. And so he had to bring a report back. And so he could have, he could have come back if he was of a, not the good man he was, a man of integrity, a man of encouragement, a man full of the Holy Spirit. He could have been very legalistic. And he could have said, come in and, go, and went, Oh, I don't like this. Something. Where do I tell the church back in in Jerusalem? You guys eating with Gentiles like this, and just these are pagans. You know these. Remember these. This church was made up of pagans who just came out of an immoral society. Antioch was an immoral city, and they came out, and they came. Uh, and they were saved under the gospel just by the one-on-one sharing, and they began to flock together, Jews and Gentiles alike. But this was a brand new thing. And so many of the Jews who, who were Christians couldn't take this. Oh, we can't have the Gentiles. Yeah, if they want to believe Jesus, that's okay, but they can't fellowship with us because unless they get circumcised, unless they become, become Jews. And so, so but... But here, Barnabas was concerned about the grace of God, the grace that God said, Jews and Gentiles, there is no difference anymore because the wall of partition is broken apart and the church is one body in Christ. And so Jonestown Bible Church, people have witnessed the grace of God and they continue to witness it. For, and for 65 years, and I am so thrilled when I hear people who come and visit, and then they, they go away saying, I just felt at home here. I mean, people who've never been here before, but they, they says, I feel there's, there's a love here among them. People are friendly, are kind, and, and welcoming and, and they just sense the grace of God here at this church. And that's what has happened all, all over these years, and I pray it will continue. But that's another reason why God blessed this church and continues to bless Jonestown Bible Church. Because the grace of God is being seen by so many others. But then we come to the fourth one. Look with me now at verse 25 and 26. And he, Barnabas, left for Tarshish to look for Saul. And when he had found him, and at this point Saul was, was Paul. He had the other name Paul, but they're using his name Saul still here. Luke is using the name Saul. 
And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. And it came about that for an entire year, they met with the church and taught considerable numbers. There it is again, large numbers. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. First called Christians in Antioch. The fourth reason the Antioch Bible Church was blessed by God and why Jonestown Bible Church, I believe, has been blessed by God for 65 years is because they taught the Word of God. Nothing else. They taught the Word of God. And so it was with the beginning of Pastor George all the way through. The Word of God alone has been preached from this pulpit. And God has put His hand of favor upon the churches that are preaching His Word and teaching it. And this falls under the category of discipleship. Discipleship. This is where the believers who are new in the faith can't just be left there because all winds of doctrine could come and sweep them away. They needed to be taught sound doctrine and the Word of God. And that's exactly what Paul and Barnabas did. Notice there in verse 26, And it came about that for an entire year they, Saul and Barnabas, met with the church, and there's the word, and taught considerable numbers and taught considerable what do you think they taught the word of god the word of god and that has been the one of the foundations of jonestown bible church all our ministries from the very beginning sunday school programs uh kids programs uh children's church wednesday night uh, uh, Bible studies, our teen ministry, Olympians, all those things, all these ministries that we have, what are they? They are discipleship ministries to teach the Word of God so that the believers here might grow more and more in the Word and become more like Jesus Christ and have a solid foundation so that when they are persecuted by the world, the world comes and they go out there, they have solid footing because they've been grounded in the Word of God. And that's what thrilled me when I was called here 17 years ago. The Lord um, had opened the door, and I knew that this had always been a Bible-believing church. How many churches do you, are left that have the name, the word Bible in their name? I don't know too many. Those with Bible, oh, got to get rid of that. You look at what's happened to all the colleges, uh, right? All the Christian, many of the Christian colleges used to have Bible. Philadelphia College of Bible, where I graduated from. No longer. No, got to get rid of that. Thank the Lord that Lancaster Bible College is still holding on to 
that word, the scriptures, and, and has it in the middle there, and they're proud of it, Lancaster Bible College. But so many others, no, we can't do that. It's too offensive. And then what happens? Then suddenly other doctrines, and they water down things. Suddenly the word of God is not preached anymore. It's not at the forefront, but it's put in the back of the bus. And then suddenly the kids coming through, they, get, they, they aren't really being taught the word of God. But suddenly secularism has seeped into these, these Christian colleges that were once solid Bible-believing colleges. But here, the fourth reason this church was blessed and Jonestown Bible Church was blessed because they taught and we taught the word of God. And it all started, all this started with persecution. Persecution sent people over. And what did they come with? They came with a passion for souls. And I pray that we will never lose the passion here at Jonestown Bible Church for lost souls that are all around us. And persecution is coming and may come. And it's going to come in a greater way. It may come corporately against the whole church as, 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 uh, as a corporate body. Or there's also the persecution individually. Some of you have faced it at work, maybe in your family. You've got family members that won't even talk to you. That want nothing to do with you because of your, your faith, your religion. And so, so basically, you are being persecuted for your faith. Persecution comes in many, many ways. But I believe what the persecution did in the first century church that it can do today is it purified. It purified God's people so that they might be vessels fit for the master's use. There was a woman's Bible study that gathered together. And they were studying the book of Malachi. And they came across Malachi 3.3. And the verse says, He will sit, speaking of God, He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. Now, this verse puzzled some women in the Bible study. And so they wondered what this statement meant about the character and nature of God. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. So one of the women, one of the women offered to find out the process of refining silver and get back to the group at the next Bible study. The next week, the woman called a silversmith and made an appointment to watch him work. She didn't mention anything about the reason for her interest beyond her curiosity about the process of refining silver. As she watched the silversmith, he held a piece of silver over the fire and let it heat up. He explained that in refining silver, one needed to hold the silver in the middle of the fire where the flames were the hottest as to burn away all the impurities. Well, the woman thought about God holding us in such a hot spot like persecution or suffering. And then she thought again 
about the verse that says, he sits as a refiner and purifier of silver. She then asked the silversmith if it was true that he had to sit there in front of the fire the whole time. The man answered that with yes. He not only had to sit there holding the silver, but he had to keep his eyes on the silver the entire time it was in the fire. If the silver was left a moment too long in the flames, it would be melted and destroyed. The woman was silent for a moment. And then she asked the silversmith, how do you know when the silver is fully refined? He smiled at her and he answered, oh, that's easy. When I see my image in it, when I see my image in it. And that is exactly the purpose God has for you in your fire when he places you in the furnace of affliction or me. He is purifying us so that we might be holy and blameless before him in this sin-cursed world. And what he's looking for, what he's looking for is that he might see the image of his son in you and in me. Is there no greater purpose in our lives? Even if it means suffering and martyrdom, persecution, whatever it may be, that we might be purified to the point where he looks and says, I see my son in this child. What a blessing. Let us thank the Lord for what he's done for 65 years in, at Jonestown Bible Church through all of you who were, have been found so faithful. Many of you for those many years were found faithful, serving the Lord here faithfully. And through, through the ups and downs, there were hills and valleys. There were furnaces that Jonestown Bible Church had to go through. Literally a real fire, of course, when this was burned down. But God rebuilt it. But through all that, you came through like gold. And as Job said, but he knows the way that I take. And when he has tried me, I shall come out as gold. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for these precious souls here today, these dear believers, Lord, who are part of the family of God here at Jonestown Bible Church, and for the, many of them through those 65 years have stayed faithfully, served faithfully, Lord, and gone through many fires and trials. Father, thank you, Lord, for their faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing upon this church these many years. Thank you, Father, for your hand of favor that has been upon the beginning with Pastor George and on through the many years. We pray that it would continue, Lord, that we might continue to be a lighthouse. We might continue to shine brightly with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that we might continue to stand firm in the word of God in these last days until Jesus returns for us. May we be found faithful. And we thank you for what you have done. For you receive all the honor and glory.
for anything that was accomplished through this ministry. And we ask and praise this, praise you in the name of our blessed Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.